Hey everybody, my name is Anthony. Uh, sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hello, peeps. And this is the Q&A Podcast, episode 50. Can you believe it? We've made it. We've done 50 episodes of this of this adventure. And uh, we don't know how many people have actually listened, but um, we were going to get this stuff out, you know, off of our chests anyway, so mm-hmm. might as well record it and uh, throw it up on the, onto the internet. Mm-hmm. Um because there's plenty of opinions out there, and why not throw ours into the hat? Sure, why Into not? the mix. Uh, so, we thank you uh, very much for tuning in, uh, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to all 50 episodes. Um, I thought you were going with whether this is your first episode or your last. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not your last. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, you know, again, 50 times we've done this, um, and... You know, we're just getting started, you know, like we've said in, in episodes past, you know, our most recent episodes. Um, this is something that we're really, we're really um, trying to build off of and, and really trying to get, you know, off the ground. Um, and yeah, 50 episodes does seem like a lot for something that, you know, uh, probably doesn't have a, a, a huge audience, but it's, I mean, again, it's a start. And uh, we're grateful for the, for the uh, like I said... For the um, for the hardcore fans, I guess you know the ones who you know stuck it out with us the whole way through. All six of them, <laughs> right? Um, and we're we're looking we're looking on to bigger and better things. Uh, but before we do that, um, we're gonna take a look back at some stuff that you know things that we've talked about in the past. We're gonna uh, look at a, you know, just, just we're really not gonna focus on one one topic today. Uh, we're gonna kind of. Go through everything, really. Um, we're gonna get started with uh, our Super Bowl talk, uh-huh. wrapping up uh, all that fun stuff uh, that was the Super Bowl, which was a great game. Uh, but before we move on, do you have anything to add to that, Quincy? To what your beginning ramblings? Sure. Um, nothing. I mean, you hit the point. Glad that everybody's listening, um, sharing or not sharing. Eventually, we'll be on iTunes. Someone still has to find our beginning, our music to begin the podcast. That was always your assignment. You failed us <laughs> terribly. We'll get it. We'll definitely we'll get it. For sure. By, by episode 100, we'll have it. Oh, thanks. For sure. Nice. I'm going to go out there and just pick a song and <laughs> hopefully not get sued. We'll see what happens. So, you know, we're, we're celebrating. We're, we're eating way too much pizza. Mm. Uh, drinking way too much soda. Sure, soda. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't mixed anything yet, but the night is still relatively young. Mm-hmm. I still have that beer in my car, that white wing. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Unopened? Unopened. Wow. Oh, that better be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, no it's, drinking and driving, kids. It's a good brew. Definitely uh, try it again sometime down the line. Uh, so you you want to get us started with uh, our Super Bowl, uh, you know, wrap up or you know review whatever you want to call it? Because I thought it was a Man. fantastic game. It was a great game. I'm actually surprised because I fell asleep towards the end of the first half. What? Yeah. I typically do. If it's not, if I'm not at someone's house watching it for a party, uh, if it's not. My team that I'm really that I really root for, like the Texans, then I'm not as interested. 
You were um, the only person I know that actually fell asleep during the game. Oh, yeah. I usually, typically I'll fall asleep with maybe, you know, five or six minutes in the second quarter. Um, usually sleep through halftime and then somehow wake up uh, a few minutes into, into the third quarter. Uh, and as soon as I woke up, man, it was it was a great game the rest of the way. I mean, exciting, um, nerve-wracking, uh, dumbfounding with, with that, that curse catch uh, towards the end of the game. That was unbelievable. Uh, and, of course, the interception that uh, was heard around the world. The, inter- the interception and following cursing that was heard around the world. That oh, yeah. was a re- very much so. I, that was a ridiculous call. I mean, if you want to pass the ball there, I understand. But the least you could do is either a bootleg or a play action or something. Yeah, I mean, do something to stop the clock even. You know, if you have to throw it out of bounds, if you have to, you know, go to the go to the, the back of the end zone, to the edges of the end zone. But, I mean, to throw it right in the middle, <laughs> right dead center uh, into the end zone, is where you're going to see the most coverage. And for that to happen, I mean, they got, the Patriots got lucky on that play. It was, it was a, you know, I, I think it was a pretty lucky read um, because it's, because they clearly were targeting this young guy. Well, yeah, the cornerback Malcolm, I believe Malcolm Butler, he said that he was prepared for that because he'd seen uh, during film sessions, he'd seen the Seahawks, Pass from that formation, so he was ready for it. I yeah. mean, you watch the replay, and there's a um, a good split second where the wide receiver is completely open. He can catch the ball and just walk waltz in right into the end zone for a touchdown. And as soon as Russell Wilson lets go of that ball, Butler's right there for the interception. Yeah, I mean, it's like he knew he knew where the route was going before, um, better than the wide receiver did. Mm-hmm. That's always been. I mean, that's obviously a huge problem for for Seattle. Um, something that they definitely have to address going into next season um, is, you know, upgrading that receiver position. Um, it's such a solid team all around. That, well, the, that's the Chris, one thing that's lacking. Chris Matthews came out of nowhere with an amazing game. Never caught an NFL pass before the Super Bowl and went out there looking like Megatron. <laughs> wow, man. It, it, it was a great game. Um I won the bet. Yes, you did. I picked uh, New England to win the game. Uh, you won by a miraculous interception. Yeah, I, I really. So. It was a tough call. It was a tough call to go against the defending champs, to go against that defense. But, uh, but I felt I just felt like it was Tom Brady's time once again. It was his probably his last best chance at. Winning Super Bowl uh, before before it's all said and done for him. Before Father Time comes and takes him away. Right. Um, let's talk about Super Bowl. You want to talk about the commercials? Oh, do we have to? <laughs> this was the worst batch of commercials I've seen since um, I started watching the Super Bowl um, back when I was a kid. I mean, they were depressing. Um, most of the Super Bowls were, uh, the commercials were about daddy issues. Um <laughs> The nationwide commercial. Can we just talk? That was terrible. Like I don't know who runs the ad agency at Nationwide, but they deserve to be fired for that one. Here's what I think. Just the the theme. It, it just seems like to me. Did all these 
corporations get together like shortly before they start filming all these commercials and got together and said, okay guys, this is the theme we're going with. Because it seems like everybody went with dark and depressing. Dark and depressing. It's like they all agreed Family upon ties. It. it was like there was nothing risque, nothing like... Funny? Yeah, funny. I, I guess the Doritos one was kind of funny. Did you see that one? No, that was lame. Pigs fly? No, not that one. The other one, the guy was on the airplane... With the Rios bag, oh yeah, a seat for the woman, and the guy in front her moves and turns out she has a kid. That was yeah, funny. That was pretty good. Uh, the other Doritos one with the pigs fly—that was stupid. You just killed a pig, son. You, you tell me you have three dollars to go buy your own damn Doritos. Yeah, I mean that was ridiculous. Um, and all these animal rights people should be outraged that they, you know, that they would, you know, mimic strapping a, a, a jetpack to a to an animal. Uh, but nobody was outraged by that, apparently, because it's supposed to be funny. But it wasn't. Cool it, story, bro. It wasn't a funny commercial. It wasn't witty or anything like that. And then the rest of them were just, I mean, downright depressing. Uh, the one Budweiser one with the puppies and the Clydesdale. Yeah. It was good. I mean, it's, that hard, it's hard to go wrong with puppies, okay? You put a puppy in your ad, you're not going to screw up. Although one thing I was definitely missing, chimps and soups. Where are my monkeys at? <laughs> Where are my primates at? Holler if you hear me. Nowhere to be seen. Come I, on. Again, you know, it was just very, it was very much um, three hours of letdowns. Yeah. I mean, these commercials were just terrible. Um, man. Did you see the first commercial, the um, Chevy commercial? No, I missed it. Yeah, Chevy... Um, had a commercial where it was showing us a live shot of the what's the stadium name? The University of Phoenix Stadium, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they make it seem like your cable went out. <laughs> I literally stared at my box for like a good five seconds, like, "Oh, great! You decided to go out right before the Super Bowl," <laughs> and then it turns out the shaming commercial, like, "What would you do if you lost?" Internet cable, whatever. It's like we have the 4G in our trucks. It's like thanks for making me, you know, piss myself. Thinking I'm gonna miss a suit. I'm about to call in the AT and T and curse some innocent person out. So thanks, Chevy. Man, I don't know, man. These, well, they just really, really want to pull at your your heartstrings or whatever, and uh, and just rip them out. Essentially, I mean, good lord, it was just. Oh, and that one Nissan commercial where the dad's a race car driver, and he's like a absentee father while they play Cats in the Cradle in the background, which is the the absolute absentee father song ever. Oh, man. It was rough. It was like, which, have which, you cried in the last 25 minutes? Well, here comes another one. Right. Fortunately, it was a great game, so it didn't completely take away. Did you see the halftime show? I did not. Uh, I, I typically don't. But uh, all I heard was uh, this left shark business. Oh, yeah, the left shark. I was more entertained by the lion who will eventually become sentient and become our overlord. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means, but I'll take your word for it. You better start preparing. Bow down. Um, Katy Perry was fine. Lady, Lady Kravis. Lady and she Kravis. is fine. Yes, she is. I'm pro Katy Perry. I'm just going to put that out there. Physically and musically, I am pro Katy Perry. Uh, they had Missy Elliott, which was a nice surprise, which is something we don't get anymore at the Super Bowl show. We don't get the surprise anymore because everything's leaked. Right. 
Although I heard she didn't play any, and people were expecting new music, and there was nothing. It was just all the same yeah. tracks from 1999, yeah. 2000. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, a surprise nonetheless, I guess. Nothing new for free. Yeah. But overall, how would you rate the Super Bowl? Scale of 1 to 10. Uh, Just on the game alone, I would give it I'm eight. talking about the entire presentation. Well, I mean... That's kind of tough because I didn't really like the commercials. Yeah. Um, so that brings it down to like a six. Oh, wow. But the I, game I was going with the eight. But the game itself was an eight. Really? Yeah. Well, the game was, you know, it was a nine. I, no, I'll, stay, I'll stick with an eight. I'll stick with that because it wasn't, um, it wasn't the like the greatest Super Bowl game ever, mm-hmm. but... Those last, what, 12, no, not 12, like 10 minutes of the, uh, of the game? Uh, the second half was, was great. Yeah, but there were there were parts of the game where Seattle was up and it looked like they were just going to run away with it. Um, and, and New England started to chip away slowly at that lead until they were able to, to come back and, and uh, take the lead in the end. But... Um, Great game, nonetheless. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I was able to, you know, wake up, yeah, wake up and catch the rest of it. All right, I graded an eight. I mean, I enjoyed the Super Bowl except for the Seahawks losing. Uh, I like the Super the uh, halftime show. Just the commercials were such a downer. Uh, such a downer. All right. Ready to move on to the next topic? Sure. You wanted to talk about this. You want to do the behind the scenes. So go ahead. Talk. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been doing this for what? This is our 50th episode now. Yeah. Uh, a little over six months we've been working at this. Has it really been that long? It seems like it. We started like in July, I believe. Did we? Yeah. Uh, good thing I had the stats. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, July, you're right. Something like that. Uh, we're just, you know, good long time. We've been... Pretty consistent at uh, the podcast, at least. Um, but it's like, you know, it, it was something that, this idea that I had that after, thanks to you, really, I think, uh, you were the first one to really introduce me into podcasts. Um, and after that, I kind of started listening to all sorts of podcasts, and it really took off from there, where I just got this idea like, hey, why can't we do this? I mean, uh Everybody's got something to say. Everybody's got opinions. Everybody's interviewing each other. Um, we might not be as funny as a lot of these folks. No, but thanks. <laughs> not yet. Um, but we have opinions of our own. And uh, why not, like I said earlier, why not record it and, and throw it out there for people to, to listen to? Um, I like the idea of just kind of free-flowing it. And uh, for me, it was listening to, well, the first podcast I ever listened to, you introduced to me. Which uh, one was that? Was the, uh, was the Basketball Jones, which they are now the starters on NBA TV. I introduced that? I introduced you to that one? You did, absolutely. I, I don't remember. Yeah. You were like, you gotta, you gotta listen to these guys. And it was, because it was the, when they did the Blank Jones. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> these guys are just ridiculous with the stories and the jokes. And, and then as the, 
when the season started, the basketball season started. This is like 2012, 13? Probably like 2012, I would say. Um, they really, you know, when listening to them talk about basketball and, and getting their perspective, it was pretty cool. Uh, and still maintaining, you know, the comedic uh, aspect of it. Uh, and so then I started listening to other podcasts. I branched out. Um, I listened. I started listening to uh, Mark Maron's WTF. Uh, I think the first interview I heard him conduct was uh, with Bill Hader. And I like Bill Hader from SNL. He was doing a bunch of voices and stuff. Uh, and it was hilarious. And then, so I got hooked on to that guy. And then I got hooked on to the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick. Because he would kind of, it was a lot of humor interviewing uh, comedians and, you know, just other personalities and celebrities and stuff. And they were getting pretty big names, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then I got into, the, you know, sports, the sports ones as well, you know, listening to uh, fantasy baseball, ESPNs, uh, and then started listening to wrestling podcasts. Uh, and I'm just, for me, I'm kind of all over the place with mine. Like, I I guess the majority of my uh you know, picks would be like, you know, pop culture and entertainment, comedy type shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you know, I do have my my main sports ones I listen to. Um, PTI. I mean, just because I don't, I, I'm not home in time to see it live on television. So I'm glad they throw it on a podcast form that I can listen to the next day. Um, you know, basketball and some baseball ones. Uh, but for me, mostly, you know, it's like you know, pop culture stuff like that, comedy. Uh, and just based on what I've, you know, listened with you, um, you're more of a sports guy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, speaking yeah. of sports guy, uh, one of my favorite ones to listen to is Bill Simmons, uh, the BS Report. Um, just, I was I heading over here, I listened to his latest podcast with him and Zach Lowe talking about the NBA season. Yeah. Um, one of the ones I used to listen to that I've gotten out lately is the Adam Carolla podcast. Mm-hmm. I've bought a couple of his books, but now the podcast... It's kind of just, he was already ranty. Now it's like gone to another level. I'm like, I, I, I can't just listen to someone complain about being white and rich. Okay? It just kind of loses me. Uh, I, I can't connect to that. Yeah, right. I am neither, neither. Um, but a lot of my things are, are sports related. Because... You know, what other podcasts do you listen to? You say you listen to the Nerdist and the wrestling ones. Oh, Cheap Heat. Cheap Heat one of the best podcasts out there. It is the best podcast. I think Peter Rosenberg would say that. Yeah. Like, or at least the best wrestling podcast. Peter Rosenberg and Dave Dave Shoemaker. Yeah. Shoemaker? Shoemaker? Um, uh, you know, Nerdist. I listen to, to WTF, uh, Mark Maron, um, Cheap Heat. You're really going through your phone find these influences. Okay. So you listen to people who know what they're talking about and are funny. And I we're, feel like we are neither. <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, really, Podcast One, I've I liked the stuff that they put up. I listened to this, uh, Steve Austin, so called Steve Austin from WWE Lore, has a podcast. Twice WWE week. Lore? You may have sound like Thor, God of Thunder. <laughs> well, he's one of the all time greats. Um, he's got a great podcast. Jim Ross has a really good podcast. Chris Jericho uh, has a really good podcast. And there's a couple of other wrestling personalities that have shows. You listen to the highly questionable with Dan Levitard. It's Dan, his dad, Poppy, and Bomani Jones. Yeah. We are like 
a step away from having that podcast. We just need your dad to right. <laughs> join us. <laughs> but I, like, I have. But all... he has to wear pants. That's the oh, way. I've got mine kind of grouped. I've got like the Nerdist, and like they've got several different ones. They they do a wrestling one, uh, the Wrestling Compadres, which is a pretty cool one. Like there's some some comedians from L.A. and uh, a guy from Tex from Houston. Uh, he's uh, He's, he lives in Los Angeles now, and he's one of the, the co-hosts of the show. So, I have a question for you. <sighs> Who would you say is your biggest um, inspiration? Um, I'm going to say, even though we haven't gone that way yet, uh, I would say it's, it's Mark Maron's podcast, because, you know, he kind of... He kind of, you know, he uses his podcast as a way to get to know a lot of people, a lot of different personalities and celebrities, and at the same time, um, kind of work through his own, like, issues and stuff. It's kind of therapeutic for him as well, mm-hmm. um, where he can relate to people and, and their problems. Do you want to talk about any issues and problems that you have? No, not today. <laughs> I, I think we can wait a few more episodes. You always say that, like, no, I'm- I went to our fifty. No, we're not hundred. Well, yeah. we, have, we haven't. We haven't become. We really haven't become that transparent. And I think it would be a lot to uh, to to dish out in one episode. I think we should start peppering it a little bit, kind of talking about ourselves, our personal lives, you know, here and there. Uh, but I'm not going to go all in, <laughs> balls to the wall. Anytime you want to start, let the people know. We can do it. We can eventually get there. Um, and then uh, that's probably my biggest influence. Um, his and, and Chris Hardwick's with the Nerdist because there's a lot of episodes where you know Chris Hardwick and his buddies Matt Myra and Jonah Ray who are also comedians they interview these celebrities and stuff and other people and it's just like it really is just even when they're interviewing someone they've just met mm-hmm. it just the way they talk and interact it just seems like man just a bunch of buddies just sitting around and talking and joking around and getting to know each other, uh, which is pretty cool, and which is why I definitely wanted to recruit you in this endeavor. Oh, thanks! I feel so loved. Well, of course. I mean, you know, you're my best friend. We gotta, you know, we we have. Um, I'm your best friend. That's you have a sad life. <laughs> we have a uh, we have you know good dialogue together, and I, you know I thought this would be the best way to to uh, to show people I have a friend. No, but <laughs> I'm talking about you. Go, show I have a black friend. I know black people. Uh, but you know, to I, I thought you know, recording our, our conversations and, and whatnot would be uh, would be good. It'd be fun. Um, and then I guess there's other comedies. There's one that I just got into, which mm-hmm. is the Fighter, the Kid. It's oh, on Lord. Fox Sports. Do you want to sing that song? No, I, I, I can't. There's no way. You can sing whatever you want. I mean, come on, uh, this is ours. It's uh, it's Brian Callum, who's a comedian, and uh, and and. Brendan Schaub, who is a UFC fighter, a heavyweight UFC fighter. Um, and I like it because they, they talk about mixed martial arts. I like mixed martial arts. But they also, you know, talk about current events um, and have a lot of fun doing it. You know, they really, um, you know, it's comedy and, and fighting at the same time. It's 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 a, one of my new favorite podcasts I just kind of started listening to recently. Um, and then, of course, Kevin Smith and his Smodcast Empire, I guess. I mean, he's got Tell Him Steve Dave. He's got, you know, Smodcast. 
you know, he. Those are the two main ones that I listen to. Uh, also, Feed, which is, um, it's like a combination of, like, Matt Meyer from The Nerdist and Scott Moser from Smodcast, and they they've joined forces to you know to make an unholy alliance. That yeah, it, it's everything. great, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's pretty much it for me. Like I. There was a, a, a Saved by the Bell Pel, Saved by the Bell podcast that I was listening oh, to. Oh God! How old? Jesus Christ! Are you just completely stuck in the nineties? It was great. Well, yeah, because that's that was like one of the best times for me. Uh, Saved by the Bell, Marrow's Place, nine hundred two one zero. You're just stuck in the nineties. Oh, I never, I never got into nine hundred two one zero. Go Go Power Rangers. Oh yeah, X Men, the animated series. <laughs> um, How many times did you get uh? uh that's what I'm looking for. Basically, put down during the recess for doing moves that you learn <laughs> on the Power Rangers. Uh, quite a bit because they knew better than <laughs> I did. <laughs> Not about how many times did a teacher come out and grab you and make you sit for the rest of the recess. Oh, too many to count. Oh, too yeah. many to count. Uh, but you know, those are you know, those have all been very inspiring. But really, the one that, that truly got it started, you know, for me was uh, was the Basketball Jones, and they've moved on. They've moved into the United States uh, to work for NBA TV as the starters, uh, and it's it's a different show, very much so, from what we're used we were used to. Uh, but it's still funny at heart. They still bring their humor uh, to the show. Uh, they just don't swear as much as they used to. Uh, but really, that's I think the main difference. Yeah, um, just amongst other little things that. And the lack of drops Monday through Thursday. Oh, absolutely. That, absolutely. that hurts. I only listen to the Friday um, segment now. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that the guys are making big money and have a bigger platform, but... Yeah, they. I mean, there were compromises, mm-hmm. clearly, that they had to make. And, and um, you know, those, that's still a, a tough pill to swallow, I think. Who's the one guy that's not fans. there anymore? Is that JD? No, he's still there. They're all there. Um, they just they don't really come out on... The television show, mm-hmm. uh, but JD and Matt do. They do other uh, things behind this camera. Well, yeah, they they run the show, mm-hmm. uh, but on on when they do the drop on Fridays, they definitely are a big part of the show. Then or have a you know an on air presence. Look at you with all your influence. Yeah, man, it's been fun, and it's you know um, we haven't really. Interviewed anybody? We haven't interviewed anybody yet. <laughs> we haven't really. We, yeah. we haven't at all. Uh, but that's definitely something that I want to start incorporating, um, and you know, incorporating our friends um, and, and I think local personalities. Talent. You know, people that are running small businesses in in Houston. Um, the people man, who your bandmates that you know. Yeah, people who are you know entertainers who are in the music industry who are in. Uh, Maybe sports or something like that. Um, maybe you know someone, maybe actors, up and coming actors, or, you know, um, you know, just to give them a platform as well, you know, to uh, to expose their brand uh, as as we expose know, ours. <laughs> didn't think that I went through, but as we um, try to uh, establish our our brand as well, can. Uh, Somewhere on the internet. <laughs> um, what's the one thing about 
the whole podcasting slash blogging thing that you wish that we did better? Well, for me, it's just... For me, it would be uh, writing more often and having more topics to... Or thinking of good topics for me to cover. Um, and just not caring what people think about how I write. Uh, I think that's one of the things holding me back. So I'm just kind of timid to, uh, to, to put my opinion on paper, at least. I don't mind speaking my opinion, but I think... Uh, because I have, a, I have a way that I can articulate it, you know, that you can just through my inflections and stuff that you can, well, anybody's inflections that you can see where they're coming from. But if you just read it straight, you know, straightforward, it's not, there's no voice to it. Um, but uh, that would be it for me. But, you know, other than that, as a whole, I guess, just starting to incorporate those those aspects that uh, I had kind of envisioned early on, which is, you know, interviewing people and uh, uh, making more and more connections and, uh, uh, you know, eventually working towards sponsorships. You know, so that way our name can get out there, especially in the city. Well, I want you to know that I understand your plight, and that's all on you, buddy boy. <laughs> you are the, what, editor of all things entertainment? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely need to uh, to pick it up, you know, pick up the pace a little bit, and uh, I think from here on out, you're gonna see you're gonna see an improved uh, 288. You're gonna see at least um, on the on the entertainment and pop culture side for sure, because you've got sports covered, man. I mean, you really do a, an incredible job with your writing, um, with your uh, research that you do for the shows. Um, just that's right know. say how great I am <laughs> you know just showing up uh, <laughs> ready to have the battle it's just showing up <laughs> right <laughs> every year here uh, you know being prepared I mean you're really really prepared when it comes to uh, you know team you know we're talking about teams and, and athletes and stuff um, and a lot of it I, I feel like is Research and a lot of it, I think, is just procrastination. No, it, it's. Um, I feel like that's my thing because I always have like columns and I'll get like halfway through and then I'll procrastinate. Like I have one that I'm almost done with, and I'm like, oh, I'll put it out next week, and then, and then it's like, oh, I'll put it out next week, and it's like I just keep pushing it back and back for me. But but I think it's also intuition and observation, uh, especially when we were talking about football, <laughs> the playoffs. Um, your your insight as to why this team has a good chance of winning was pretty thorough and it was pretty um, uh, it, it sounded more knowledgeable than mine where it you were talking about how and it, it didn't help me in, in the bet you still had a better uh, win loss record than I did you know oh well the, you know these teams uh, you know they they play this kind of scheme and they you know they they're they're ready to uh, to work this kind of offense or, uh, you know, anticipate, you know, defensive readings and stuff. And it was really, like, it was good stuff. I was like, wow, this guy really knows a lot about these teams. And I was just kind of, I took, I looked at it, I made my picks based on, I guess, emotion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, which worked out for you. Yeah, this time it did. So, uh, but that's not always the case. And, um, 
But it, it really is uh, impressive to, to hear you talk about these, these teams and these players. Um, just looking at you know looking at their, uh, I think because I think you were more of an athlete than I was. You know, I, I <laughs> many moons ago. Well, yeah, I mean, I played my fair share of sports as a little kid, but I think in high school you played a little more than I did. Um, so I think you still have that. Uh, you still have that feel for for the team dynamic, uh, probably more than I did at the time. Uh, so, and, and which is cool, you know, I really. I think it, it helps us balance each other. So also for me, when it comes to sports, I always it's like every sport is a chess match. You do this, so the other guy does this, so you can set up this play yeah. down the road. And for me, I always want to see what's going on, who's how people are thinking, get into the mental game. So I like to break that stuff down, mm-hmm. especially when like. Um, you know, my Dallas Keiko column, see why he had been so good. And same thing with Colin McHugh and all these other guys. I want to know, like, especially like baseball, I wanted to see how this guy took a leap from being a below average player to being an all star. Right. So I want to break down, see not only how he did it, but if I can predict someone else doing it, which is always helpful for fantasy sports. Of course. <laughs> um, what's your process when you write? Uh, um, well, let's see. When I did my, my music review, uh-huh. that was procrastination. <laughs> that literally was procrastination and just like working under pressure. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of always been my approach. You know, it's like... Uh, I'm not saying I always typed in college. I never, I didn't, you know, I didn't like do all of my reports and papers like the day before or the night before, or, like an hour before the class that it was due. But there were times when I did that, and I felt like those times when I did work under that pressure where I was under, you know, I had a, a limited amount of time to uh, complete an assignment. You know, you just you have to focus. You you have to force yourself to focus in on on the task at hand. Um, and not let anything distract you, and uh, it, it usually worked out for me. You know, I was able to kind of you know just zero in on what I needed to do uh-huh. uh, and get it done. And it kind of I was getting close to the end. You know, to 2015. You know, <laughs> like oh god, I need to do this. Yeah, you know, I was getting very close to 2014. You know, you know, uh, wrapping up. And 2015 rolling in, so I really had to, to buckle down and and, um, and focus and really think about the, the albums that I had listened to, uh, go back and re-listen to those albums, and then also just kind of and pick the songs that you know that I wanted to list as as my top as my favorite songs that I heard that year. So, question: When you have the topic, you're sitting down and you got the right. How do you do it? Do you just like start writing, or do you have like a, a thought in mind, or how's that for you? Um, I try to give a thought, you know, just kind of uh, try and see where I'm going to break it down, where I want to break down each, you know, uh, break down different points that I may have, you know, within the the actual article itself. Uh, honestly, the when I my article on the uh, the Dexter Fowler trade mm-hmm. that was a combination of not procrastination but uh, having a limited window to get it done 
um, because it was a breaking story uh, and something that, you know, to, to get the most viewers, you had to get, you know, get it done as quickly as it, you know, the story came out because, um, or the announcement was made because, you know, after a few days, people are just going to move on from it because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be old news. Uh, and, and also, um, modeling it after, I guess, your article on the, um, the... Gaddis trade. Yeah, the Gaddis trade. It was, you know, looking at both, for me, you know, it was looking at the trade from both perspectives, uh, from both team perspectives, uh, breaking down what you're getting in return, you know, what, what each player that was involved in the trade, breaking down what kind of value they had, what, um, why they were traded, um, you know, why were they acquired as well, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so that was kind of the approach that I took for that one. Uh, so if it's, if it's something where it's involving like a, like a trade between two teams, it's, yeah, breaking down what happened, why it happened, and uh, um, the, the pros and cons of each, um, each uh, person or thing that was involved. And I feel like you kind of have the same approach, perhaps. I think I told you my approach when I'm, I'm writing a story because I do it all the time. When I'm writing a column, um, I jump around a lot. Uh-huh. I will start at the beginning, then I'll go to the write like my ending paragraph, and go back to the middle, and I'll just jump around and, and you know connect basically connect the dots. <laughs> right. um, I don't know why my process has always been that way, where I'll just. I can't just write beginning, middle, and end because I'll write and I'll get stuck and I'll have another thought and I'll say, well, let me write this. Maybe when it, I write this out, it'll click and I'll be able to go back to where I got stuck. Right. And that's always been the, what my writing process. I'm glad to say it works out. I had not any, any complaints <laughs> yet. Um, but one thing, I procrastinate. I got like three columns that I'm supposed to be writing that I just haven't got around to. And it's yeah. like, and you know, there's not enough time in the day, man. This is like a second job. Or wait, third, fourth job. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is as much as as much fun as it would be if it were like a career or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, it, it, it is a, a side project. Um, it's... It's not, I don't want to say it's not our priority in life, but my priority in life is making sure I have a roof over my head, right. and when I hit the light switch, the lights come on. Absolutely. Um, but I would say this is this project is definitely a part of our lives. Um, you know, we both have jobs that we work um, during the day, uh, sometimes at night. As well. Sometimes we're happy about it, sometimes we're not. Of course, that's such as life. Um and it hasn't something that we've completely dedicated uh, to. You know, we haven't dedicated 100%. Um, but I like the fact that although we haven't, we have put out a lot. You know, we've put out 50 episodes of a podcast. Um, you've published, you know, numerous articles on. In total, we have done, what's that, 63 uh, posts. Yeah. And so that's what, 
13, 14, 15 of them are uh, articles, you know, yeah, from lack of area. Yeah, you know, views on, on mostly sports, uh, but some music. Um, and it really is, you know, like I said, just the beginning. I mean, we're only, you know, again, six months into this, and uh, we've, we've done a lot. We have done a lot. And I think if uh, if we're able to put a little more, you know, you know, put a little more time into it, um, it's just going to keep getting better until we can afford to, you know, devote a significant amount of time into it. We're going to walk into your boss office and say, I'm, I'm quitting. Kiss my ass and walk out. <laughs> One day that great day will come. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to challenge you to write at least a column a week. Okay. It'd be what? You should do, let's see, what would the people like? What TV shows are you watching lately? Did you really know what I'm watching? Uh, or Gotham and uh, The Flash. Well, then you can write a review. Start with the beginning and just write a review for each episode. Yeah, I have to go back and watch them, but that'd be cool. Uh, you know, I, I typically don't uh, keep up with a lot of shows, mm-hmm. but I've definitely been able to keep up with those two. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, they are comic book, you know, good because they are comic book related, but um, The Flash, I was really skeptical because I didn't really know too much about, the, you know, the character, the, besides the fact that he runs, that he's the fastest man in the world. Um Oh, how about another thing where you could write the review on comic books? How about the DC ones you get? Like your Batman 66? Yeah, we could, you know, write about them, rank them, you know, give people something to look forward to. You handle the DC and I'll handle the West Superior Marvel ones. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. Oh, yeah. Beat them, them, them. Subtle, subtle. Subtle shots. Yeah, I'm so subtle. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, definitely more practice so, you know, you get to the point where you feel like, uh, what's, wrong, what's wrong I'm looking for? Where you're not as... Self-conscious? Yeah, there we go. Self-conscious yeah. about your writing ability. Yeah, and, you know, I'll definitely start keeping up with music again. Mm-hmm. Um want to start reviewing, you know, albums or something like that, you know, to kind of see what's going on, you know, and, and kind of keep people up to date with, you know, cool music to check out. I think music would cool. Cool music, man. Coolie, coolie, cool. And I promise I will uh, include some rap and hip-hop. In this no, we're, we're good. It'll be all right. <laughs> uh, I promise, if you're listening to this and you've ever been interested in just writing about whatever, give us a... Um, I was going to say give us a ring, like this was 1940. But hit us up on, like, send us a Facebook message or hit us on Twitter. We can always use more people to write yeah, more content, get some ad, some ad space. Maybe we'll show them money with you. And we are on Twitter. <laughs> we are on Twitter, believe it or not. Every time. It is, uh, Let it go. I get these. Let it go. I get these, you know. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) I'll try. I'll Uh, do my best. um, Anything else you want to say behind the scenes? Look, I think that's it. I mean, you know, just kind of giving giving folks a feel of where we're coming from. 
we we've been on here for right, it's about forty three minutes. Any other topics that you want to hit? Because I wrote down another six. <laughs> I know there's one that we're probably not going to get to this week. So, where would you like to go, or anything you're thinking of? Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll give it to you on this one. I got nothing. I mean, we'll talk about baseball when James Shields actually signs. Yeah, that's man. I can't believe he still has not signed. Um, um, pitchers and catchers report what next week? Two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, this is unprecedented for a guy that's supposedly commanding a hundred plus million dollars. Um, so we can talk about that when he actually signs. We're gonna have to do our. Uh, NFL, I mean, NFL, our uh, baseball review for every team. I'll totally, uh, definitely start doing the legwork on that. That's going to be, that's going to be intensive. It'll still be, still be fine. Yeah. Uh, basketball, I feel like you haven't even watched the basketball game. We were watching some of the Rockets game tonight, and it just, um, I don't know, I just had... You know, the past two years when they were in that dispute with Comcast, um, I never was able to watch a game. I just really fell behind. I mean, I I tried to keep up, but it just didn't happen. Um, And they're doing great this year by all accounts. Mm -hmm. 20 games over 500. From what I've heard. Yes. Uh, And the uh, the brief action that I've seen on television. And it's great. I know they well, they are one of the top teams in the West. James Harden is a clear favorite for MVP. I would say he's he's second. Well, a favorite in terms, uh, but I guess a favorite in terms of he's going to be a top three vote getter yeah. for MVP. But it's going to come down between him and Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. And I think Curry's going to get it because he's going to have the narrative. I mean, they're both doing. If they both their stats end up, you know, around the same range, range Steph will get it because his team will have more wins at the yeah. end of the year. Or they could do what uh, what happened for the NBA Player of the Month of January and just give the MVP trophy to Atlanta Hawks. Ka-ka! Did you hear about that? No. Yeah the the Atlanta Hawks starting five won NBA Player of the Month. <laughs> wow! Oh, because yeah, because it didn't lose in January. Yeah. Wow! Um, so I like that. That's how you like them apples. I don't know. We should talk about any more about basketball because you really haven't been watching at all. Yeah, I, I've been calling some things, but I'd rather wait until you're up on it. Um, so I know the Hawks are the best team of basketball. Ta-ta! Um, let's see, Oscar preview. That's the thing we were talking about. We're probably going to have to do that at a later date because how many of the Oscar movies have you seen? Zero. <laughs> how many of the Oscar movies do I own? One. one. <laughs> I just it Which is one more than I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, let's, let's, like I said, let's Share pick that. one movie. Let's pick one of the movies from the list to watch and then uh, kind of give our take on it. Uh, let me go to the list see what movies were nominated. So, so we both had to see this movie, right? Uh, it doesn't be the same movie. I think it should, House. We're going to talk about it. Okay. We really should plan to just go watch all eight of them. Oh, God. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't see that happening. 
I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Man, I don't. I can't see myself watching more than like two of these movies. Yeah. Let's go through American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Im- Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. I jeez, do we have to? Do we have to? Start? Uh, if you want to, if you want to do an episode devoted to Oscar talk, yeah, we have to. Uh, if you want to scrap it, that's fine by me. Man, I might have talked about that one off because I am not interested in seeing any of these movies. Well, maybe Birdman. That's about it. Yeah, um, I own the Grand Budapest Hotel. I bought it. It was like on sale, so I was like, ah, I'll check it out. And you got it for like two dollars. I did. Oscar nominated movies should not be going for two dollars the year after they came out. Maybe it was a, a glitch. Um, so yeah, I've got it. I haven't watched it yet. Just haven't had time. But uh, yeah, if anything, that's going to be the one that I'm going to watch because I can just watch it. Oh, uh, I'm interested in Boyhood though. You know, I like Richard Linklater. He's uh, you know, got from Texas. You know, he did Dazed and Confused. Uh, he's, you know, of course. Uh, a classic, a cult classic at this point. Um, and Birdman seems interesting. You know, everybody's been talking about the awesome job Michael Keaton did. He's back! <laughs> Only took him t- uh, 20 years to come back. Uh, I think Birdman is the one I'm going to see. Cool. I'm not sure it's in theaters anymore. <laughs> um, let's see, the other three topics I wrote down Raw, Wrestling. TV and movies or comics? Pick your poison. Well, we kind of talked about TV and comics. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you want to talk about wrestling? Let's talk some wrestling. Wrestling, damn it. <laughs> Sports entertainment, damn it. <laughs> sure, uh, if you want to be like that, I certainly don't consider it sports entertainment. Um, it's interesting, man. That Royal Rumble was... Uh, we did our post-show podcast for the Royal Rumble. Um, both in agreement, I think, that Roman Reigns isn't ready for that top spot. Um, and I think we didn't really step back to look at the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that you know time has passed and we've seen how things are shaping, uh, that crowd was... I mean, a huge uh, factor in all of this. I mean, they booed the heck out of that guy. That Philly crowd really let this guy have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back on it, as as unready as we may feel he is, that kind of treatment is just not fair. I, um, because if you say so, I feel like as the, you spend your money... You, you get the voice of displeasure. Oh, right. They're not booing Roman Reigns, the person. They're booing the the direction the WWE is going in. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely clear. Because I think... But at the same I, time... We've had this conversation before. We both think he's extremely talented. It's just a matter of time. We thought last year during the Royal Rumble, it was just going to be a matter of time before he became champion. Yeah. It, you know, it just feels like it's... Too much, too soon. That's only that's the only complaint I have about it. Yeah, he needs more time on the mic. He needs more time in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, as a singles competitor, they're giving that to him, and uh, he's 
he's improving. I guess you know, even after two weeks, you know, it's getting better, uh, especially in ring promos. You know, it's that's a work in progress. Um, he's he was much better uh, this past Monday night than he's been in a while. Yeah, um, he's had some good matches with the Big Show. He had a, I think, he had a really good match on SmackDown with the Miz of all people. They. You know, it wasn't just a dominant win by Reigns. You know, he had to kind of overcome uh, a Miz onslaught, believe it or not. Um, and it was, I think it was a really good, uh, I thought it was a good match for, for Reigns. Um, you know, the whole thing with this guy is like, you can't, you, and you're right, they're not blaming him or booing him per se. They're blaming, they're booing the situation. But well, the same time, what is he? What is he going to do? I mean, if you're given this opportunity, you can't. You're not. Just, nobody's just going to say, you know what? I'm going to pass. Um, you're not going to tell your boss. No, I don't. I don't want the top spot. I don't want that raise. I don't want to be the guy. Um, it's just it doesn't make sense to do that. So, of course, he's going to take the opportunity. And like he said, like he said in, in interviews, he he has to uh, make the most of those opportunities. He has to put in the work, and he has to um, to to get focused and prepared for you know this, and then deliver. Ultimately, deliver a, a quality match uh, and just a quality performance overall. I just, I don't know. I find myself like watching, paying attention to the WWE less and less. It's not just Roman Reigns. It's just the entire, the writing staff. It's just killing me. I was thinking about this the other day, and it's going to be a slightly racist, but I was thinking if you're a black character in the WWE, you're either a bodyguard to a white superstar, uh-huh. the menacing um, black thug heel, or you're the jumping and jiving happy colored character. Those are your three options. They don't have like a exactly. They don't have like a complex, oh, complex guy like <laughs> John Cena or even like the Miz. You don't have like complex storylines like that. You fit in those three little boxes, and that's all you got. And in fact, in the past year and a half, Biggie Langston has been all three. <laughs> yeah, he has. He's definitely uh, moved up and down, and up and then back down the you know the, the card. And and let's be honest, if you're black or even Hispanic, there is a glass ceiling there. You can only get so high. There's like back before, you can win the world championship, but you couldn't be the WWE champion. And now it's the same. You can be intercontinental champion, but that's as high as you can get. You can't get, you cannot win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. You're not going to get that opportunity. And if you do get the opportunity, you're going to lose it at a pay-per-view because of something. (laughs) And for me, it's like, well, why am I watching this when people of color have no chance of of exceeding expectations or going further? It it's a tough question because for you, it was Alberto Del Rio, and now he's gone, and now what do you have? No one really, no one worth rooting for, at least. 
I'm not going to ruin car. Sin car. <laughs> um, it's just such. It's such a micromanaged time in the WWE that that it just it really brings everything down. I mean, they they regiment these guys so much. And guys and gals. It's the road to WrestleMania. Shouldn't I feel like some kind of excitement? Get ready. You know, we got Fastlane, which is the worst name pay-per-view of all time. And they were going to WrestleMania. This should be like the best, um, the best situation, the best time right now. And it feels like, once again, they're just sloshing through it. I think now, after this past Monday, um, that they're going to, that it's that uh, that anticipation is going to start building because now we know what the main event is for for Fastlane. What the oh. stipulation is: Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, does Reigns find you know? Do they do they go all the way with the screw job on Reigns and Reigns, him, Reigns is winning and remove him from the main event at WrestleMania and insert Daniel Bryan, uh, or do they stick with their guns and keep this up and covered? In the main event against Brock Lesnar, uh, I think it's it's an interest. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, what they're building towards for the next three weeks leading into Fastlane, um, because I think there's a, a large majority of people who do believe that they're going to pull the trigger and put Reigns to the side. And insert Daniel Bryan. And I really, I think that there's a group of people that believe that. There's a large group of fans that are, that believe that and, and hope for that. Um, I'm with you. I don't think it should happen because if you take Reigns out of this main event at WrestleMania, you've effectively uh, flushed all credibility of the Royal Rumble down the toilet. I want you to put a pin on that. Remember, we're talking about credibility with the WWE. So, take that with a little pinch of salt. Yeah, I just don't think they'll do it because they they gave in to the fans last year and they put Daniel Bryan um, as in the WrestleMania. And basically, he was there for another two months right. before he had to put on the show. I well, don't think I don't think the WWE higher ups think that Daniel Bryan is. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Not healthy, but based, um, he doesn't. He can't withstand the rigors of a WWE schedule. So I don't think they they want to strap the title to him. I think they have more faith in Roman Reigns, and that's the way they're going. And yeah, you can you gotta suck on it and like it, people. You know, I think ultimately, you know, from the from the get go, I think they should have gone with Brian because. He is riding a wave of momentum right now, mm-hmm. and I think you you could you know, even you know they've I've heard in other podcasts that they've said this you know even if his you know his uh, his run is you know as a top guy is you know six seven eight nine months that's that's time where he's holding it down for the or for you know the organization giving guys like Reigns and Ambrose and Rollins more time to really get seasoned and really prepare themselves. To, to truly take over, to really ascend to the top of the card. Um, Question for you. Let's say Reigns wins a fast lane, then he goes on the resume, meets Brock Lesnar, becomes the champion. Does he turn heel? 
Um, I don't. I don't think the. I think the best use of him would probably determine heal, because you can pair him with with a heal manager that can do a lot of talking for him. I'm not going to name names specifically, but I think we can kind of. If you're a wrestling fan, I think you can kind of put that two and two together. Um, but I think they won't turn him heel because you need someone right now to establish themselves as the next John Cena, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, the next top guy, the next top baby face. Because uh, they, they t- clearly don't have that right now. Uh, as good as Ambrose is, um, and as good as John Cena still is as well, um, you know, they for the future. You have to. Um, and as much as I'd like to see Ambrose at, near that top spot, just the way he's been booked the past six, well, four months, uh, they clearly still have their reservations about him as well. Which is, Who is he feuding against now? Well, he's going to start feuding with uh, Bad News Barrett for the Intercontinental title. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, he was in a long feud with Bray Wyatt where he lost most of those matches. Uh, and that's that's not... In this day and age, you know, pinfalls, um, you know, wins and losses are starting to matter. Because they do I just want to say, out of the three guys that were once the Shield, he has the worst finishing move. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think so. But he's got the second best skill set. Rollins clearly has the best skill set. Uh, Ambrose, the kills me some finishers. Skill set. Oh, okay. The best performer. Okay. Uh, Reigns again is still a work in progress, Uh, but Ambrose can can really tear it up with anybody. He needs something better than that damn DDT. Yeah. Um. And. You know, I just, it's sad that they don't have the kind of confidence in Ambrose uh, as they did guys from the past, you know, who kind of um, have that renegade type of, uh, you know, persona mm-hmm. about about him. And, you know, they, I don't know how far they can, they're going to lead this guy or take this guy. Hopefully it's to the top. I'd love to see him at the top, you know, making a run for the title. Tangent. Who has the best finishing move in all of professional sports? Currently right now? Yeah. It's got to be Rollins. It's got to be the curb stomp. It just looks devastating. More than the F5? Yeah. Especially if you can get, even if, because, because even Brock Lesnar sells for the curb stomp. And that's not easy. That's not easy to get you know someone else for, for the F5. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> but to get the beast himself to to uh, to sell for a curb stomp. I mean, if you look at the curb stomps he's gotten uh, during the feud with with Rollins and Cena, I mean, he looked like he got like slammed through the ring, and that's it's not something you see every day with with Brock Lesnar. Um, you're falling. You're going down a road I cannot follow. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving his. You say he has the best finish move because Brock Lesnar did a great acting job on it. Yeah, absolutely. Brock Lesnar literally picks you up and tosses you to the ground like a child. Well, yeah, he does that to everybody. Yeah, of course, because he's 
capable of doing that. It's not surprising at all. But um, I, yeah, I, I would I would give Lesnar the second. You know, I would go Rollins and then Lesnar. I'm going Lesnar then Triple H. Oh yeah. I, I think I would go and an underrated one, The Miz, a skull crushing finale. Yeah, that does look painful. I would go Rollins, Lesnar, and Bray Wyatt. Do like I do like Bray Wyatt's finisher. Yeah. Especially if he can ex- when he executes it, you know, out of the blue, real quick, uh, like he did on Monday against uh, Dolph Ziggler. That was a really good match. But I determined all my finisher moves on the simple uh, process uh, of um, if I do it to my brother, will it give him a concussion? And the pedigree and the F5 and the skull crushing finale all fit the bill. (laughs) It's a lot of concussions for one kid to go through. He's 20. Wait, I'm 20. He's 24. He can handle it. (laughs) He's young. Young blood. Young kids bounce back. You know that? Right. (sighs) Anything else about the WWE? Um, Yeah, I'm just... Just, just you heard the that. last cheap heat, right? Oh yeah, about um, uh, Shoemaker's idea for just throwing uh, wrestlers together for a tag team. Yeah, you tell me you couldn't do that for Fastlane or one of the other pay per views. Well, they've started to with uh, Cesaro and Kid. Kind of put those two together, uh, and they had. Uh, the mid, not the miss. They had uh, Dolph Ziggler and Ryback team up on SmackDown. They they faced the the Dust Brothers who were having problems. They're starting to implode. Who are feuding for WrestleMania? It's a little too late for it to be that interesting. Uh, but it is what it is. It's going to happen. So just have to get ready for it. Um, I don't know. I. I think it has. I'm a little more interested now, just because. Um, interested what? The the main event scene because I'm. I think I'm more interested in, not in uh, can Rollins overcome, uh, can Brian uh, beat the odds and, and headline again, but I think I'm more interested in is upper management going to really do this again and put Brian in the main event somehow. Yeah, are they really going to go through with it and cave into the fans again? I will bet my next paycheck they did that they do not. I hope they don't. Uh, but and that's now that's got me hooked. It's got me interested. It's got me very very interested in, as to what's going to happen over the next uh, three weeks leading up to Fastlane, and then mm-hmm. probably another three weeks after that for WrestleMania. Yep, We're going to the Stevens house again for this year. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Uh, no CM Punk to cheer for. Yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Anything else on your mind today? Tonight? Uh, um, let me ask you this. Mm, okay. We're talking about everything. We're talking about all sorts of stuff. I was just going to say, we can go as long as we want. It's our 50th special. We yeah. just go two hours. Oh, we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, I like to imagine people that click on the link in like two hours. Right. Screw this. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, 
based on their cultural significance, I guess, mm-hmm. over the past, what, almost 20 years now? Okay. But who in your mind is having the saddest uh, end to a career? Is it Kobe Bean Bryant or is it uh, Tiger Woods? It's Tiger Woods, without a doubt. At least, I mean, okay, both of them had um, sexual sexual sex scandals in their lifetime. But at least Kobe Bryant came back from it and won the ch- championship. Tiger Woods has never been the same since his ex-wife took a golf club to the back of his, <laughs> um, what was it, Explorer? Yeah. Um, I mean, he is... Expedition, or Escalade, whatever. Expensive car, meet expensive club, and I mean, he had he has not even not only has he not won a major, he hasn't even been competitive. Sometimes, I mean, I think the last last two tournaments he was in, the one the last one he withdrew because of his back, and the one before that he missed a cut. Like he shot an eighty-two. At least with Kobe Bryant, the injuries suck because they take away from the season. But even when he's playing, he's out there. He's getting you twenty-five, five and five. Yeah, but the team still isn't winning. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty sad. I think that's the saddest is that you know he's he's signing for all this money. Um, he's a part of a historic franchise. He's the centerpiece, the current centerpiece of this historic franchise. And injuries are catching up, uh-huh. and he's not getting it done. And the team is suffering with and without him, with or without him. They, you can make the same, can't you can say the same thing about Tiger Woods. And here's the difference. Lakers fans can't accept that this, fan, this team sucks and they're just waiting for the lottery. So they have a high draft pick. People are still over there holding out hope that Tiger Woods come back, comes back and beats Jack Nicholas' record. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's at least. We're watching Sports Center, and uh, they're showing highlights from the Rockets Bucks game, and there was a Twitter conversation between the. Whoever runs the the Twitter for the two teams and the Milwaukee Bucks tweeted, "Do you guys want to miss a shot yet?" And then the Houston Rockets tweeted back, "Nah." <laughs> and the Bucks tweeted back, "Okay." <laughs> and then later in the fourth quarter, the Houston Rockets Twitter they put up a video of what happened during the fourth quarter. It was basically a deer beating up on a man, which is what happened. Yeah, uh, well, I can't believe they got that close to that in that game they, at the end of the game. Um, you want to talk about that? No, <laughs> I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, he's cute. Um, <laughs> that people are all going right What were they talking about? Uh, back to the Woods versus uh, Bryant argument. Yeah, uh, you know he's he's the the focal point of a team. You know. Uh, uh, a lot of people are depending on this guy, and he's falling apart. And he's signing for big money. It's not that... Look, he did not go to them and ask oh, no. for the money. They put the money in front of him. And and also, he has one more year, and then you don't have to deal with his contract anymore. For Tiger, how much longer are we going to be sitting here wondering if this is the year he's going to win a major? 
True. I think the Tiger Woods uh, story is a lot sadder than um, Kobe Bryant. It's uh, it's sad all around. That's for sure. And I think we we can both agree on that at least. But it's uh it's pretty it's pretty tough to watch um, two legends of their sport or of their game to to just. Crumble away. Because really, I'd rather be, right now, I'd rather be Kobe Bryant than Tiger Woods. Because at least with Kobe Bryant, you're like, well, he's getting older, injuries, that sucks. That happens to all players. I mean, he tore his Achilles last year and came out this year and was still playing at a reasonably high level. We have yet to see a high level from Tiger Woods. At least you can say Kobe Bryant's been consistent until he gets hurt. You can't say the same thing about Tiger Woods. But I think because of that consistency is what's tough is that you're you're hoping that okay he, he's back to back to Kobe Bryant he's you know he's he hasn't missed a step if and, there's any fans that think Kobe Bryant by himself was going to get this team to the playoffs they're idiots you cannot do it oh, by no, yourself that's, that's unrealistic to to believe that um, and that's and that's tough as well is that he's not the draw that he once was. Nobody wants to play with this guy either. I think that's pretty sad too. That you know he's he's going to finish his career with a loser, um, in part because of himself as well. You know because people big names don't want to play with this guy anymore because he's. Oh, I'm he's, about to he's stop you right there because there are a bunch of guys that end their career as losers. Oh well, yeah, but they went out. They they went out losing, but they weren't losers. He's on a loser team. Carl Malone retired without winning a title. Oh well, no. well, no, he retired without winning a title uh, with a pretty good Laker team. They just weren't good enough that year. Uh, this is a really bad team. He's he's gonna he's going to retire with. Um, this is not a uh, this is not a fringe team by any stretch. This is a, a pretty bad team. That's true, but when Koi Bar retires, what's the first thing people are gonna think of? Uh well, it's the rings. Two, three, three, four, five, five. He's got five rings? Five. He does? Wow. When Tiger Woods retired, what's the first thing people are gonna talk about? But I think it was also I think that goes along the lines with, with Manny. I mean not Manny, with Brady, until Brady just won. How long had it been since Brady won a title? Ten years. Mm-hmm. How long has it been since Kobe's won a title? Like four years, it seems like. Four, no, five years. Five years, yeah. That's a long time since his last title. And, of course, you when's, know, when's the last time Tiger's won? Yeah, that's <laughs> you, you, a lot longer. Okay, you want to go there? Let's go there. Google that. Yeah, but it's just one guy. You know, nobody really depends on this guy. You know, he's just doing it for himself. But Kobe's a part of a team, a team that that depends on him heavily to be the face, to uh, to be an attraction. Uh, and like just, golf doesn't rely on Tiger Woods. Well, golf does, but not a team. The NBA would be fine without was it is fine without Kobe Bryant because there's other people around him, other teams with other players, you know that um, can assume that. Uh, that doesn't help your argument. Because Tiger Woods sucking hurts the entire game of golf. Kobe Bryant sucking just hurts his team. 
So it's just for me, it's a sad, again a sadder. The worst story is Tiger Woods. Okay, fine. I'm not. No, I'm not here to convince you. Otherwise, I'm just saying what I. You know, I'm just listening to your points, and I'm like, okay, what's it? I refute this one. I refute <laughs> that one. What else do you have? Sky is blue. Refute that one. Refute it. The sun is down. The sky is pitch black. Oh God! Boom. <laughs> It was a great day outside today, wasn't it? Yeah. Are you supposed to say, no, it was terrible. Any other questions that you have for me? Uh, no, this is, uh, that's the only question I have. I, yeah, I just want to get your take on that because I think it's uh, I think it's something to look at. I think it's something that we should all look at because we um, we we tend to look at so your answer to that question is is Kobe Bryant correct? For me, it's Kobe. But, but and here's the thing: we you know we look at we discuss individually uh, the downfall of these guys. We we never bring it together. Like I really man, want to know what other people think. Like man, these two guys, you know, ran the late '90s and you know early 2000s. You know, at the same time, these guys were the the, the top draws of their sports. And man, they're at the end of the road, and they are just crashing and burning. At the same time. I'm surprised you didn't put Alex Rodriguez in that group as well. Um, no, because they didn't... I don't think A-Rod transcends baseball the way Kobe and, and Tiger do in their sports. You know, basketball and golf. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is a great player. No one really transcends baseball. Yeah, unless you're dead already. Your name is Babe Ruth. Derek Jeter was the last person. Mike Trout could walk around the city of Houston with a shirt that says, I am Mike Trout, and he'll get stopped by 15 people. <laughs> and two of them will be you and me. Right. <sighs> Do you have any questions? Any uh, kind of things to. Uh, let's see. How much longer until we. ESPN wises up and unlocks fantasy baseball. I'm itching. I got the fever. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I got to defend my crown. It has been it's been a rough week. Uh-huh. Logging on and uh, getting you know access denied. Essentially, <laughs> we're not letting anybody in. Like, Sorry, oh, wait till next week. Hopefully, we open on Monday. <sighs> I just can't wait to start because how much maintenance could they possibly do? Yeah, it's the same thing over and over again, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, you know, our our personal league, I guess, with our friends, it's been a little contentious mm-hmm. uh, the past few weeks, but it's it's fun nonetheless. Um, and I think the fact that we are uh, that we do argue about it about keepers and participation and stuff, I, I like the fact that there are people who do care enough about it and who do. Um, whether or not we all agree with plans and we ideas, do we don't. Um, I think we can all agree that we're, we're pretty. We're pretty passionate. I think about about the competition. And right now, I feel like in our fantasy baseball league, it's become like real baseball. We have the big market teams against the small market teams. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is. <sighs> We still have one spot open, too. Uh, we can build. Crazy. 
You want to talk about some of the complaints we've had on our fantasy baseball season? Uh, well, this is really keepers, I think. Mm-hmm. That's just been the big thing. I mean, for listeners out there who may participate in fantasy sports or may not, um, what what do you guys think is a fair number of keepers? Um, some of us think we should do unlimited keepers. You know, uh, was it Dynasty League? Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, just like the real deal, you know. Uh, the point has been made that, you know, real-life baseball teams don't, um, they're not forced to keep only, you know, just a, few, a handful of their uh, of their starting players from last year. You know, they, they have the option to keep everybody that they had uh, the year before. My thing is also, you can't sit here and complain about it's not fair and then when I bring up an auction draft, you don't want to do that because the quote unquote takes too much time. Right. There's nothing um, less fair than the um, snake draft because let's say somebody wants Mike. That's all Mike Trout. Only one person is going to get a chance to get him in a snake draft and an auction draft. Everybody has a shot. At that guy. Definitely. Definitely. Um. And I've been pushing the auction drafts for like three years now. Nobody's jumping on that train with me. So I'm like, you know what? You can't have it both ways. You can't say this is fair and this is unfair. And it, it's a it's a constant struggle. And I know, you know, it's real a life, constant struggle for me not to just kick people out. <laughs> I know real life baseball teams, you know, have a forty man roster where they can only keep forty players, but they have the ability to keep all forty if they if they have the means to, you know, if they're willing to to pay the players and to, uh, you know, take the, the chance. Um, and, you know, the, I think that's just as fair as our league where we, you know, it's, that's, you know, it's more fair than our league, you know, where we only, right now, we have 10 keepers allotted. Uh, we have a 25-man roster. Um, why not, you know... 12 teams, 25 men... Yeah, six allow every, six category. Allow everybody the option to uh, to keep everybody. You know, uh, I, you know, then and that's like, the, that's the counter argument. We shouldn't we shouldn't uh, restrict teams from uh, from keeping players. You know, we should keep it open. The counter argument is just to succeed and make another league. Yeah. I feel like the guys that are quote unquote big market teams, you, me, Bobby, Kyle, is Kyle. He's got Stanton. Uh, Stanton and Tua. <laughs> that's that's big time right there. So he has 150 games from Stanton <laughs> and 65 from Tua Whiskey. Yeah. Um, I guess. And then we have the small market teams who I will not name. You're right. One of the guys doesn't even have a damn team in the league. <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever. But it means everybody's at least, you know, uh, Everybody else is like vaguely paying attention. Oh, yeah. I promise I'm not going to go on to the Facebook message and um, start the message again. Because every time I start it, then it's like the small market guys just come out the woodwork. So my plan is just to leave it alone. And when the season starts, I'm not listening to anybody's crap. Because I said you had, you know, six months to decide what you wanted to do. You want to argue and wait till the last moment. Now I don't care. Yeah, I mean, everybody, we've all got our, uh, that's the thing, you know, everybody's um, having a tough time compromising, uh, myself included, 
uh, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I, I'm not, uh, you know, I haven't, you know, uh, made an effort to compromise on much yet, but um, when I do see something that I would, you know, I'd be willing to work on, you know, it'll, it'll happen and, and you know, I think we'll, we'll get something resolved mm-hmm. sooner than later. I try compromising. Now I say compromise these nuts. <laughs> of course. I'm done with that. Because it works on so many levels. Every level, you mean. I try. That's all I got to say. <sighs> we are almost an hour and a half in our 50th podcast celebration. Anything else you want to talk about? Why are you still here to play your game and ignore the people? We work so hard. <laughs> I'm all in, man. I'm, I'm contributing fully. <laughs> I think um, we've covered a lot. You know, there's. Um, it's really tough with with a milestone episode. You know, any milestone episode. Um, there's so much out there to talk about, to look back on, to uh, look ahead to that. Um, it's hard not to get, you know, trapped into one specific topic. Uh, do, you know, at least for me, I, I would like to cover as many topics as, as we can, you know, to kind of give, um, you know, folks the chance to, to, to kind of uh, get a feel of what we're all about, you know, uh, because every episode isn't the same. You know, we do kind of bounce around uh, from, from week to week. Uh, and talk about different, you know, or cover different topics. See. So, but it definitely, you know, makes it fun. Yeah. It's worth uh, putting in the effort. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys enjoy listening to us rant and rave and give our opinions. Especially <laughs> when it comes to wrestling, I feel like we always have the same conversation. Their writing is terrible, and they're railroading Roman Reigns down our throat. Phrasing. Um, anything else? I think we're good. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to knock that phone out of your hand. <laughs> You're not paying attention to the peeps. That's it. You're done. All right. Uh, find us on Twitter. Let's see. At Ant underscore Garcia 288. Is that correct? Because you had a pause in the middle that made me feel like you didn't remember. You couldn't remember. Yeah, no, it is. I didn't remember, but I got it. All right. And I am at DQ327. You can also find us. Oh, find the uh, main site at 288 underscore. I'm going to keep bombing the person who has at 288 and see if they'll give it up. I swear they have like one tweet. I hate people like that. Oh, yeah. They have, they have that one tweet just and it just blocks you from using it. Like Lee Ellis had <laughs> right. on Instagram. Oh, man. So we'll work on that. But uh, until then. Oh, wait, wait. Let's talk about social media real quick before okay. we go. You have Twitter and Facebook. Instagram. And you Instagram. Okay. I'm getting used to Twitter. It's yeah. just like... I don't have much to say. How many tweets have you sent out? Uh, Am I going to be surprised or disappointed? It's like 80, but that's because I've retweeted a lot of things. Uh, but my own personal like thoughts, I, I can't I can't remember how many I've uh, actually posted. I can't find you, Anthony. They got rid of you. And underscore, is that correct? Yeah. Oh, 
Lord, you really don't exist. They got rid of you. They're gone, Anthony. They're gone. Oh, there you are. So the refresh. You sent out a total of 82. Congratulations. I'm working on it. I'm getting there. There <laughs> you go. I'm so fast. What are you doing on Instagram? You're just taking pictures. I hope you're not taking pictures of food. No, I haven't posted a picture in like a year. Uh, you know, I, just, I don't take enough pictures, you know, interesting mm-hmm. pictures at least. You know, I say that Facebook, on Facebook, I get tired of seeing people just post up a thousand pictures of their children. Yeah. That's why I do Instagram. That's, that's the place for like personal f- photos. Yeah. And Twitter is more business. Especially with the second one. Alright. Just wanted to get a quick social media update. Do you, do you want followers on the Instagram? Do you want to flourish on the gram? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember what, what my username is. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. You can find it somehow on through Facebook or Twitter. Well, I'm there. So, uh, but, you know, we appreciate all the love and support. Uh, again, this has been a lot of fun getting to do this. Uh, taking a stab at it. Because it's not an exact science, it's not a sure thing. To, um, but I think success varies. You know, it's it's in the eye of the beholder, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, I think it's for for me personally. I think it's been a success. You know, we've done a lot, um, and we're uh, uh, we're only getting started. You know, it's going to get better for sure, and I'm excited. Feel like oh, it can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for all the support. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And um, we'll see you next time, guys. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.